Your Excellence, Ministers, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, those of you who re may remember previous panels for capital markets in, in more difficult years, you remember it was a bit of a, like a, a memorial service. There was, uh, there was coffee, there was biscuits, there were fond, fond memories of transactions we had been doing at some, at some point, but not much else. So I think, I think it gives me great pleasure that uh, at least against a, a phenomenal, <coughs> phenomenally strong market momentum globally, uh, a, a focused and uh, a robust internal policy redire redirection towards <coughs> friendliness to the financial markets that I invite uh, and I welcome uh, our distinguished panelists, three international bankers, uh, one Greek banker, one corporate, and of course, uh, uh, Mr. Chakonas, who represents uh, the sovereign purse, the fiscus, as, as we used to say in, in, in Latin. So, um, I, I suppose uh, we'll talk about recent momentum, we'll talk about what changed. Um, I don't think you, you need to, to get from a lawyer like a, a second-rate international analysis of financial markets, so I would just quote the International Monetary Fund, the recent financial stability report that conditions are strong, yields are at all-time low, creating some risks, <coughs> but certainly financial markets seem to be ignoring for the time being political uncertainties and trade disputes. There is apparently 15 trillion of corporate debt that is yielding uh, negative interest rates. Um, so for Greek issuers who spent the last, or Greek corporates spent the last 10 years uh, doing rescue financings and figuring out how to fix their balance sheets, this is a very welcoming environment for once, so I'm sure they're all very happy. And I think against that background, I will uh, probably uh, start already with Mr. Chakonas. I think we, we have to give you the priority, Mr. Chakonas. You are the largest issuer in the country. Um, and I suppose I'd like to ask you uh, to give us your, your summary of the priorities of your administration for the management of the Republic's debt, um, your, your renewed philosophy, uh, and the outlook for, for um, the sovereign debt of the country. Thank you very much um, for inviting me, being once again in this very important forum. Uh, you know, this is my second time and uh, my presence here is a concrete element of we what we call uh, state continuity in the Greek, uh, uh, let's say, political environment. Uh, I used to work uh, under this as a head of PDMA uh, uh, since uh, January 2018, and uh, it was great honor for me, uh, my new political supervisor, Mr. Staikouras, to appoint me as head of, PD, of the PDMA for the upcoming four years. So my presence here is a concrete element of what we call uh, continuity of the Greek state. PDMA, for those that uh, they don't remember, is a public law entity 
uh, with uh, public servants, few people, very well educated and uh, with a lot of experience. We have faced a lot of uh, volatility, allow me to say, and, uh, and uh, difficulties in the last 10 years. It seems that we have faced these difficulties and now we are able to turn a page. As far as the outlook of the Greek public debt is concerned, let me give you a couple of, uh, let's say, concrete elements and data regarding its outlook. And let me start with my favorite issue, which is uh, uh, the weighted average maturity of the Greek debt. Due to the implementation, first of all, due to the help coming from institutions, European institutions, and the implementation of the short-term measures, the medium and long-term measures, but also due to the fact that we did a lot the last two years as far as the hedging of the interest rate exposure, the weighted average maturity of our total debt is 20 years, 21 years, close to 21 years. The fixed element is close to 95% of our total debt. And the most important index for us that depicts clearly what is risk and uh, if there is any risk in the Greek debt portfolio is the time to net refixing that reaches 18.5 years. And this index, uh, as I mentioned before, clearly depicts the, the interest rate exposure. To be honest, and let me give you a flavor about this index, this index means that uh, the 18.5 years, I mean, is the years that the current actual annual interest payments will remain the same for the upcoming 18.5 years. The actual interest payments, the annual actual interest payments, will not exceed in the upcoming 18 years the number of 6 billion are far below this number, but in order to be on the safe side, let's assume 6 billion. This mainly was achieved due to the implementation, as I mentioned before, of the measures taken by, uh, uh, by European institutions, but also due to uh, uh, the public debt management program that we implemented in order to hedge the interest rate exposure. We finally did 53 billion of interest rate swaps with all of our counterparties, i.e. all the primary dealers, all the uh, banks that are part of uh, or members of our primary dealers group, uh, both 14, uh, uh, 14, 15, sorry, 15 foreign banks and the four Greek systemic banks. And we are able now to, to tell, to say that 19.5% uh, of our uh, uh, interest rate exposure uh, has been hedged and uh, to be honest, the remaining part will be in fixed rate shortly, i.e. in the upcoming four years. As far as the FX exposure is concerned, this exposure is negligible. Uh, it was 2% uh, of our total debt uh, uh, has been reduced due to the fact that we prepaid the most expensive part of IMF loans that are mainly in foreign uh, currency. And uh, as these loans mature, i.e. till 2023 mainly, uh, uh, this uh, uh, interest rate exposure will be eliminated, will be close to zero. One of the most favorable issues that I want to raise is also uh, the cash reserves of the Hellenic Republic. 
the, the outstanding amount of these cash reserves, as we speak right now, or at least as of last Friday, is 32.2 billion. This will be the, uh, more or less, uh, the outstanding amount of our cash reserves in the end of this year. It's similar, if not the same amount, as we had a year ago, in the end of 2018. This amount fully covers our gross financing needs for the upcoming four and a half years under extremely, extremely conservative assumptions, i.e. no access to the capital markets, no privatization proceeds, a primary surplus that will not exceed or should not exceed uh, uh, the annual interest payments, i.e. 5.5 to 6 billion, etc. You may understand that based on the recent uh, uh, fiscal achievements as far as the fiscal targets is concerned, the primary surplus will be far uh, uh, above 7 billion in the upcoming years. On top of this, uh, it seems that for the specific year, for the next year, 2020, our gross financing needs will be zero. To be honest, even for the year 2020, one will be zero, but let's be focused on the year 2020. What about our future funding activity? Uh, it seems that we are able, not only me, but all of my colleagues in PDMA, to take our holiday leave for at least two years, even three, and thereafter being back and uh, being in a very positive position, trying to have access to the capital markets the way that the sovereign issuer, a Eurozone sovereign issuer can do. Mr. Chakonas, one minute, please. Please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever you want. No, no. This is fine. my short version. The, lo <laughs> the long one lasts at, uh, at least two days. So, <laughs> so um, uh, I think that we need to provide you with our uh, future, let's say, plans as far as the funding activity is concerned. Indeed, although we have zero. Uh, gross financing needs, we want to keep our continuous presence to the capital markets. We want also to preserve the European taxpayers' money, part of them are the Greek taxpayers, and also to preserve the investors' interest. Our funding activity will be investors-oriented. Indeed, we are going to provide with a lot of alternatives as, as far as the funding strategy is concerned in an effort to find space for funding activity, take into account that the ultimate target and the comp competence of, of, uh, of PDMA is to cover the gross financing needs of the Hellenic Republic, and guess what, we have zero. We need to find, as I mentioned before, space for funding activity. One way to do this is by reducing uh, the rollover risk, or to reduce, with the target to reduce the rollover risk, we are going to reduce uh, uh, the outstanding amount of the bills the way that we have already done. If you have noticed, for those that are familiar with the Greek debt portfolio, we have reduced the outstanding amount of the bills by two, uh, two and a half, two point six billion this year. We are going to continue reducing the outstanding amount of the bills in an effort, as I mentioned before, to reduce the rollover risk and uh, finding space also for funding activity by extending, once again, the duration and the weight average maturity of our total debt. In a nutshell, uh, 
This will be the case for us for next year, taking into account that there are no market risks in, in to the Greek debt portfolio. I'm going to revert if you are going to give me the opportunity. Thank you very much. I think in, in the spirit of the new market-friendly environment, even the government needs to respect the deadlines. That's why we will, we will ask him through. But uh, going to, to Morven, I think Morven, exactly. Uh, so Morven, I think from, uh, uh, from you and experience, DC Embarker would, would like to really uh, see how we, uh, how we should approach and, and view the international financial markets today and the condition of international financial markets. I mean, if, I, if, if we just uh, think through uh, what, the, what we need to do in Greece, I can't think of any sector of the economy that doesn't desperately need foreign, foreign investment and foreign capital from infrastructure to energy to renewables to the corporate sector for the reduction of NPLs, you know, we can go on and on. So please give us, give us the, the view from the outside as to how we are seen. Sure. Good morning, and uh, delighted to be uh, speaking again at this uh, at, at this very high-profile conference uh, th again this year. Um, so I, I think we've heard uh, a, no a number of times already this morning the the successful year that Greece has had. Greece is clearly back uh, in the international debt markets, um, and I thought it would be useful just to provide a bit of context against that, because obviously on the one hand we've got the the fundamentals of Greece itself, and we've heard quite a bit about, about that already, but also we have the broader uh, market backdrop. And uh, in talking here a year ago, actually the, the markets were in a fairly ambivalent state as to where interest rates were going to go during the course of 2019. Um, if you remember, we had the end of QE, uh, we had worries around uh, heightened growth and central banks beginning to uh, tighten uh, interest rates um, uh, for fear of, um, of rising inflation. Um, actually, uh, that didn't happen. Um, I think in the first quarter of the year, there was clearly a capitulation in that view um, with uh, actually growth expectations not living up to uh, forecasts. Uh, and actually, uh, we've had a year, I think, where uh, the market has really been underpinned by uh, more low rates for longer, um, ECB continuing to uh, introduce more QE, uh, and generally a very favorable backdrop for investors to buy uh, fixed income securities. Um, so I, th I think that's been one thing. Um, alongside uh, that, uh, we've had, I think, a number of recurring themes that uh, debt managers such as Dimitri and, and, and other issuers have had to contend with. Um, obviously, we've had the ongoing uh, US-China trade talks, just relentless noise and tweets going on through the year. Will they, won't they agree a deal? Um, uh, again, that is just has caused a lot of short-term uh, volatility. Um, in Europe, as I mentioned, um, slower growth uh, has been acknowledged. More QE, uh, more uh, ex uh, low rates have been extended in terms of guidance, We've had more support for uh, banks. Uh, and, of course, we've had the ongoing uh, noise uh, around, around Brexit uh, and other geopolitical issues, uh, particularly in the Middle East and Hong Kong. So against that backdrop, actually, there's been quite a bit of noise in the markets. But perhaps surprisingly, uh, in my opinion, uh, the markets have almost become a bit desensitized to a lot of these issues. Um, I think investors continue to have lots of liquidity. Uh, they're continuing to put a lot of money to work. Um, and uh, looking for, for yield. Uh, and so despite these, these little events, that, or not little events, but these short-term bouts of volatility, 
the markets have actually been in pretty good, uh, in pretty good shape. And so it's been a good year for fixed income, I would say. Um, we've had uh, issuers uh, really taking advantage of conditions with a lot of successful transactions, a lot of them able to achieve very long maturities, some of the sovereigns um, achieving 100 years uh, in, the, in the euro market, um, and investors continuing to want to move down the credit curve um, in, the, um, in the hunt for yield. I would say the other thing that we've seen through the year uh, has been the rise of uh, the ESG, socially responsible investing. Um, this is clearly a major, major topic for the markets, and I think it's uh, an area that will only uh, see more momentum uh, coming uh, this, uh, this, this coming year. So what do we think about um, for 2020? Um, I think it's really for the first quarter, I think it's more of the same. Um, I think the same issues that I've just mentioned will uh, continue to um, uh, uh, play uh, alongside uh, the, uh, the investment conditions, uh, but generally, I think that um, I think issuance is going to issue conditions are going to be uh, are going to be pretty good. In terms of worries, um, I think one obviously is central banks and whether they're out of ammunition in terms of being able to support the um, the markets. Obviously, uh, interest rates can't go that much uh, lower. Uh, the weaker growth outlook's been mentioned earlier uh, is 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 also a worry. Um, and I think the other one, maybe uh, from left field, is, is liquidity. I think if we do, uh, if we do have some serious volatility, um, and uh, investors think that uh, interest rates are going to turn, uh, we could see some pressure uh, on interest rates uh, and also uh, liquidity uh, issues if uh, a lot of people are heading for the exit at the, at the same time. But I, I don't think that is a major uh, concern for the uh, for the time being. Um, in terms of Greece, um, clearly a stellar year. Um, I think really paved, paved uh, the way by, uh, by the um, uh, PDMA, uh, but also, of course, uh, we've seen a number of banks coming to the market raising subordinated debt, uh, and uh, some of the corporates, uh, one of which is, is here with Vasilis and Hellenic Petroleum, uh, uh, doing successful transactions as well. So I think a really successful year for Greece, and uh, a, a foundation has been established on which to build uh, more issuance uh, to fund the economy going forward. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for this uh, comprehensive presentation of Global Capital Markets Commission uh, conditions. Arno, uh, back to you. I mean, if, if, you can, if you can give us sort of a, a bit more uh, uh, perspective on the uh, perception of Greek risk in international financial markets, what, what of the, how do you see uh, Greek issuers uh, uh, responding to these capital markets conditions, and how do you see international investors sort of reapproaching Greece in, in the new in the new environment? Um, well, of course, we we have just mentioned was the risk that are waiting on our European markets in general or global markets, but especially in Europe, uh, trade wars, uh, the never-ending uh, Brexit um, uh, story, and other geopolitical considerations. Um, I think it's also true for Greece, but in a way, Greece is a different story uh, since what, what we have seen in the last 12 months uh, is clearly a, a, a boost in uh, appetite for Greek risk, uh, or actually better appreciation of the country risk because of a number of events that been, took place during the year. Um, first, uh, obviously, um, the very strong economic and uh, fiscal performance of the country. Uh, it's something that uh, all investors, I believe, are, are fully appreciated, um, which has led also to um, the um, number of upgrades by all, all the major rating agencies 
in the course of the last, last months. Uh, and obviously the elections in, in summer uh, leading to a, a stable situation now with a pro-business policy. So all of that uh, created a very specific sentiment toward Greece. Um, we can also mention what, uh, what Mr. Tsakon uh, has mentioned before uh, about um, uh, the situation with the Greek debt, which is still considered as high, but with a good, uh, good debt profile and, and strong cash reserves. So in that, in that context, uh, the best way to look at how investors are actually appreciating the Greek risk is to look at, 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 the, at, the, you know, at the spread of, of the Greek bonds. And, uh, and here, I think this year has been very impressive. Uh, if you look at the 10-year uh, bond, it's trading uh, around 1.5% uh, yield today. I mean, when it was nearly 4% beginning of the year, it went even uh, lower uh, in November. So that's a very, very, uh, very spectacular performance, I would say. Um, and the fact that today the spread of, um, of the five-year bond, uh, Greek bond, is, uh, is below the Italian um, sovereign is also quite telling. I mean, that's something which is quite unprecedented and no one would have expected, um, you know, a few, few years ago. So in that context, um, what, what we have seen in uh, all the sovereign issues in Greece is that there has been a very high-quality demand. So in all the recent uh, bond issuance, uh, uh, both corporate actually and sovereign issuance, uh, you have seen a, a large number of investors who are typical, I mean, uh, real money investors, uh, I would say, who have helped to, to build a very healthy uh, book. And, and there is a kind of uh, virtuous uh, circle, I mean, a strong momentum, because when you see uh, very, very high quality investors coming, investing into these different issues, that leads also more investors than to start looking at the next one. And there is really a, a momentum that we have seen during the year, which has been uh, demonstrated by the uh, terms achieved by the different issuers. And uh, we, we, it's clear that today, uh, Greek is, is a normal market. So it's, it's really uh, the topic of the day is back, uh, back to normal. And, and that's really the case uh, this year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dimitri, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs uh, this year participated in, as far as I can tell, in, in, most, of the, in most of the transactions. I mean, they, we had seen no transactions between 2014 and 2019 virtually <coughs> in, in, out of Greece in the international capital markets. This year we saw the Republic uh, issuing uh, a number of corporates issuing, a number of financial institutions issuing. You guys were uh, involved in, in most of them. What, what, what are the lessons, <coughs> if we were to reduce them to two or three key themes, what, what are the lessons that this new wave of issuance has, uh, uh, has given us? Thank you, Apostle. First of all, just to give you some numbers, 2019, uh, Greek issuers uh, issued 12.5 billion of, of euro bonds from international capital markets. This is a record year for Greece. Um, in 2017-18, the number was around 4, 4 to 5 billion. And the previous record was 2014, where Greek issuers issued around 9 billion. So 12.5 it's, it's a record, and nine billion from the Greek sovereign, and three and a half from the banks and the Greek corporates. Um, of course, I think combination of events, for example, the politics and macro have been improving a lot since also the elections in in July. That's, that's number one. Um, uh, then I think the Greek corporates uh, have managed to wave through the crisis with a amazing track record of improving cash flows and profitability. So now it's a time basically to, to issue debt. Uh, well, leverage is coming down and profitability is improving. 
uh, with regards to the Greek banks, um, as well, the track record of, of, of the Greek banks has been remarkable in, in reducing NPLs. To give you a number, 2014, the, the NPLs was 100 billion for the system, now it's 74, and the next two years will be almost around 30 billion. So the Greek banks have achieved a remarkable improvement in, in asset quality. Uh, with regards to, to key lessons, supposed to lay, I would say three things. Number one is, is track record. I think investors want to see um, consistency and credibility in, in the plan of, of the issuers. They want to see um, uh, management delivering in the plans, and because pe people remember. So Greece is not a huge market. You know, within the global scale of capital markets. So people who are following Greece uh, remember management, remember basically the promise of the road show. So I think the build is number one. Number two is, is definitely the story. So Greece is a very hot market, uh, not, not because of the politics and, and the macro, also because there was very limited supply the last few years, so actually investors want to deploy capital to, to Greek issuers. And, and, and don't forget that, you know, in, especially in the capital markets, investors buying uh, not only for carry, also, you know, for the upside. So companies can demonstrate a credible business plan and, and a growth story uh, will definitely attract not only real money accounts, uh, but also insurance companies and, and, and hedge funds actually who, who, are, who are still around, but uh, we'll see, see them less and less given that uh, returns and spreads ha have tightened. Uh, and number three, I would say, is, is timing and execution, right? So um, yes, Greece is a very uh, is a very sweet spot in in, in, in growth environment. They want to, you know, they, there is a plan across the banks and the economy to uh, to deliver um, initiatives to, to improve capital. Uh, but timing of, of uh, you know, and, and execution from, from our side, from the investor banks, is also very important, right? So, uh, debt capital markets for issuers is, is a repeat business. So, you issue a bond, and people expect you to come again in, in the next one or two years. So, I would say a, a balanced execution between uh, what an issuer wants, which is obviously the lowest pricing, but also what the investors want, which is the highest pricing. A, a balanced execution is also very important uh, to have actually successful extraction, a very successful secondary trading. Um, and I, th I think uh, this year this has been, uh, has, been, has, been, has been the case. So, for example, the, um, the sovereign has uh, accessed the market four times, and all the bonds that they issued that now trade above par, right? Um, investors who bought Greek tier twos in June and July, they make 15% year to date in euro terms. This is a fantastic outcome, right? So it is the, it's the carry plus the upside. And also Greek corporates. Uh, all, all the bonds that we issue, like for OT, Winterlast, Hellen Petroleum, uh, and uh, Lactone and Neos, all trade above par. So this is a very good testament of well-designed execution. Thank you, Dimitri. Uh, Vasily, uh, you, you run the Capital Markets Desk of uh, National Bank of Greece. Obviously, uh, for uh, the systemic banks in Greece access to a uh, normalized access to international capital markets, not only for subordinated instruments or cover bonds, but but proper proper senior notes to uh, enhance liquidity and strengthen balances is is very important. I mean, wh where do we stand in terms of uh, access to to markets for the Greek banks? What's your view of the for the outlook and whether we'll we'll see 2020 be a, be a year of uh, of additional uh, market demand? Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I'm very happy because the guidance we provided last year has materialized this year. So it is nice <coughs> to see the journey being continued uh, successfully. Greek banks, it has been a phenomenal year to the DCI market. We had uh, the Hellenic Republic with the hard work of the PDMA and Mr. Chakonas being re-established as a frequent issuer. Five corporates issuing a Eurobond and the uh, Piraeus Bank and the National Bank of Greece issuing a tier two. 
We haven't issued subordinated debt uh, for 10 years now, and I have to say that the performance of uh, all instruments has been uh, very, very impressive, and especially I can talk about the uh, National Bank of Greece uh, Tier 2, which was uh, the best performing Tier 2 uh, for 2019 in uh, whole Europe. The success, and I think that the markets are there, if the environment uh, remains stable uh, internationally, uh, has been based on three factors. The one factor was that we provided visibility to the investors with a transformation plan that has already started being successfully implemented in uh, focusing both to the MP reduction along with the operational profitability through cost cutting and um, efficiency on pro profits. Second point was the cover bond that we issued back in 2017. I was always very fanatic about these issuances because it opened up the doors to many real money investors. We had a better uh, bo uh, investor book to our tier two compared to the cover bond. And the reason is that the investors saw the performance of the cover bond both in terms of yield and in terms of rating and they considered that they can play the same game with all the other instruments. Third, but not least, has been the numerous uh, credit updates we have done to the investors to present our story. It is uh, also very important throughout this credit update how we show the progress of the economy and especially how well it has worked, the APS discussion and the efforts of the government in order to tackle the MPE issue. I would say that 2020 we will get to a new era. This era will be the normalized era. The GGBs will be trading tighter than any other Greek uh, instrument. Greek banks and investors will see them not as a basket case, but they will look at each bank's fundamentals. And we will uh, all be at the road. I think that from now on, for every year, you will see the four Greek systemic banks issuing at least once a year due to the real requirements. What is the challenge? The challenge is how you expand your investor base when the ratings of the banks will not be that dramatically upgraded. And I think that to this front, you need to be close to the investors, trying to show the MPE reduction of progress, the operational profitability, and communicating very clearly your issuing plans. Investors need to know when you will be issuing and what. So I am optimistic. I think that there is a lot of work uh, to be done. And uh, I hope that 2020 will be an as successful year as 2019. Thank you, Vasily. Uh, uh, another Vasilis, Chaitas from uh, Hellenic Petroleum. Uh, uh, Hellenic Petroleum executed a, a, a very uh, successful transaction a couple of months ago uh, at the time with a very low yield restored, restoring market access in the Eurobond markets for, for Greek, Greek sub-investment grade issuers. Uh, Vasily, uh, there are probably CFOs and CEOs in the room. Uh, if you can share your experience, what, you know, what was the driver for the success? What can others who are looking to do a benchmark transaction for the first time can learn from the Hellenic Petroleum experience and your uh, interactions with investors? I think that would be time well spent this morning. Sure. Uh, thank you very much, Apostole, and uh, good morning to all of you. 
so Helene Petroleum issued uh, we issued our latest benchmark transaction uh, just a few weeks ago at the end of September, uh, 500 million uh, uh, trade at uh, 2918 uh, yield. That was the lowest uh, priced transaction from an independent Greek-based uh, issuer in the last uh, 10 years at least. And as you rightly pointed out, it opened the way for other companies that uh, followed suit. So we're very happy with the outcome. In terms of key consideration of the transaction and you know a few learning points, uh, I would have to say uh, one, one is the fact that uh, we run this transaction in parallel with a tender offer on our existing uh, 21 uh, bonds. Uh, and uh, we had to structure it in a way that uh, it would support uh, the, the trade itself. Uh, as a result of that, we got 50% uh, participation in the book from, uh, from um, existing bondholders that rolled over to the new issue. So, you know, very happy with that outcome as well. Um, Balancing between uh, Greek and institu international institutional investors was also another uh, key consideration. Uh, the Greek investor base has been supporting us throughout the last uh, five transactions that we've done since 2013 that we originally opened the market for, for uh, Greek uh, corporates. Uh, so we want to make sure that we had this presence as well as a good balance with uh, international institutions that played along very strongly given uh, the positive fundamentals that uh, the fellow panelists described uh, before. Uh, the other was, uh, was um, a change in our documentation um, uh, in terms of, uh, of, of improving our governance package, so that we, we want to make sure that that will be well received by the investor community. Um, in terms of, uh, of uh, you know, key success factors and, uh, and learnings that you suggest, uh, it's obvious that uh, Greek uh, Greek corporate uh, issuers have come a long way since originally tapping the markets uh, at the height of the Greek crisis. It was driven more of a, you know, uh, a limited uh, availability of, of other funding sources. So, you know, uh, tapping the markets became an obvious uh, option back then. Uh, and we were the first uh, Greek independent uh, to, to open the market in 2013. Uh, since then, uh, you had uh, a few establishing themselves as, uh, as, as frequent issuers, uh, and I think there is a lot of accumulated knowledge and expertise. I think exper what, what experience shows is that uh, it, pays to, it, it pays to be, um, to be consistent and well-prepared. I think some, that was also mentioned before. Uh, you know, you need to have a clear strategy, not only for the investment tra transaction, and over the last couple of months, you can see different companies uh, getting different outcomes out of their trades, but also for the long term. Uh, it's not an opportunistic um, uh, trade. Uh, you, ha you have to know where you're going to be in you know, three or five years, and you need to fit the strategy with your, with your corporate strategy itself. Uh, so um, uh, the other, the other you know, important thing uh, is uh, you know, to carefully pick your advisors. Uh, do focus on people that can deliver what you want to do rather than what others uh, have done in their, in their similar trades and uh, don't necessarily go for those that will tell you, you know, what the, the, you know, the nice things uh, to hear. Uh, that's my two cents. Thank you. And th th over thank to you, you. Vasily. Well, uh, we run out of time, but I, I, will, I will take one question from the audience if, if, uh, if, there, is a, if there is a question. Uh, Well, I, I will maybe I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask one question myself then in this case, uh, in addition, which we haven't covered, 
We've talked a lot about debt. We haven't seen um, equity uh, raised in a significant fashion uh, outside rescue financings, you know, once upon a time for the banks. Uh, are we going to see major IPOs out of Greece, major ECM transactions? I don't know who wants to take this. I don't know, Dimitri. Let me come and see. I think, first of all, it's normal for a country out of crisis to first issue debt successfully and then go to equity. I think this is normal. I think as investors make uh, good investments in, in, on the debt side, they will transition to equity. And I think 2020 is, is as you said, apostle, is a key year for IPOs. I think there are three or four transactions in the pipeline, and, and you know, like Lambda, for example, is all over, all over the news that they, they will do something very soon, and a few others. So um, I think, you know, ECM is still a key for, for, for Greece, and, and we need to raise more equity capital and, and, and less debt. It's a sequencing then. Exactly. I, th I think this is normal, right? Yeah. But uh, as you said, it's, it's very key to see quite soon uh, ECM trades uh, successfully done. Thank you. Uh, uh, please uh, give a round of applause for our panelists. <laughs>